Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Rebecca Johnson. You can hear me on Supergirl Radio, and I am a contributor to JLU Podcast. Cool. And today on Man of Steel, we're talking about minute number 120, and it starts with the Black Zero being absorbed into the Phantom Zone, and then the minute ends with uh, a tender moment between Lois and Clark. So uh, it looks like all is well now. Um, By the end of the minute. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Um, Does this Phantom Zone, black hole thing that happens... Singularity singularity the singularity i'm sorry uh does the singularity affect only kryptonians just a question putting it out there why are you saying that because the face face particles are coming Mm -hmm. off yeah lois doesn't have anything like that coming off exactly doesn't seem to affect lois lane um and in regards to hardy and emil they could have just died on impact well this is something that i wanted to you know save until this exact moment um Emil Hamilton's history, he is, he finds, he's, he uses the Phantom Zone as his ability and to become a villain for Superman. Mm -hmm. So it's arguable that, you know, Zod and Feyre and all them stuff, they didn't die when they got into the Phantom Zone. Yes, they were imprisoned. Yes, they were aboard a ship. But again, they didn't die. Um, we can argue that none of these people actually die when they get sent to the Phantom Zone. They're just trapped in, you know, a sort of limbo purgatory kind of esque. They still are aboard a ship. The ship just has a giant hole and a plane in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. I've always questioned what these particles, whatever is 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 coming off of of these people and of of everything around it. It's just, I don't know. I guess it's a way of breaking down. Atoms? I don't, I don't know. Science. Hmm. What do you think, Rebecca? Well, even if it doesn't affect Lois in, in terms of like something going on with her face and all of that, that's that's happening happening to Superman. I like the shot of Superman flying or or Lois flying with Superman because it, in my opinion, that's a very unique way to show them flying together because in past Superman movies um, or on any of the TV shows that have had Superman, it's when they fly together, it's usually very romantic and it's, uh, you know, very serene and peaceful. And it's just, you know, uh, it seems like something you'd want to do on a date. But here it's very chaotic. It's very windy. It's very dangerous. And I like that because flying with Superman probably would be like that because you'd be going at very high speeds <laughs> in very windy conditions. And I like that they showed the the reality of that is that it, it would be a, something very dangerous. And I think the way Snyder chose to use Lois specifically in this minute to be the person that we connected to in terms of we are looking at her while she is seeing what is happening. She's an eyewitness to this event. She's seeing what happens when the, all of this Phantom Zone stuff is going down. And I really like that because normally with uh, you know Superman and Lois flying, it's, it's more about the romance of it or it's about what Superman is doing. But in, in here we get to see it from Lois's perspective and really get to be put in that situation with her. And I, I really like that. So um, even though it, it may not affect her 
physically, I think there's an emotional component to that that really shines in this minute. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, you know, um, there is a bit of uh, a serene, serene moment with uh, her in his arms as they're coming back down to the ground. Um, but it is um, still a very dangerous moment when the whole Black Zero is collapsing in itself. And, you know, Superman has to uh, struggle to not only get fight through the debris, but then grab her, get her to safety, the black hole is trying to absorb him. Um, and that's why I was kind of, you know, his own, uh, his own safety is, uh, is in jeopardy, you know, not just hers. It's not like, uh, and I, I like moments like that where Superman himself is in danger. Yeah. Um, cause if it's just him, like, Oh, I'm not affected by this. And you know, maybe she is, but you know, he's also in jeopardy. Yeah, so. and, and, and she notices it. Like, she sees that something is wrong with his face, and it looks like she's she's concerned about it. So I, I like that there's a recognition from her end that something is wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe it does only affect Kryptonians. Well, see, that's um, because she's falling down to the ground. The the black hole singularity is pulling everything up, and but she's it's not, not even pulling it's not, her up. It's not affecting her. Yeah. Um, and uh, when he does grab her... Uh, his body's affected, but not hers. So that's why I was like, maybe. But then again, if it's like, if it's not affecting humans, and if it only affects Kryptonians, then why does it do it? Like, why does a singularity pull in only Kryptonian stuff? Maybe Jor-El kind of, um, maybe mm, I don't know. Maybe it has to do with something with the command key that he actually did, and it like, you know, reverse polarity something that like made it affect kryptonians and then it like goes the the question lies then how are hardy and hamilton affected already in the phantom zone well that's why i said they probably died on impact like there's Mm -hmm. there could still be like an explosion of just the ships crashing together yeah that would probably kill them if they yeah if that if if yeah more more realistic and then the kryptonians are just trapped in the phantom zone yeah Huh. But as like as of right now, I think that's my theory. So uh Hamilton and Hardy are dead just impact. based on physical yeah. impact. Um uh, and because Lil Slane is not affected, that must mean that only the Kryptonians and Kryptonian technology is affected by the singularity. We never said it was like an actual black hole, we just said it was like a black hole. Yeah. Sending them to the Phantom right. Zone. So we don't know if maybe Dorel was like Hey, I can fix it so that it only pulls Kryptonians. Yeah, yeah. which is really weird, but okay. Um and so, yeah, that's that's uh, those are my thoughts on that. <laughs> um, it even starts even when Superman's on the ground, it shows his when he's moving the rubble away yeah. from him. Barney, rubble. it's already pulling away from him, but it's not affecting really anything else. No, it's not affecting. It's pulling the debris up. It's... Like there's debris getting pulled up from the ground around him. But, but it could his, be because there's no like aura like that's coming off. Of that could space. just be stuff that's been uh, affected by the crypt. It's already been. Maybe it's only pulling terraformed objects because now it's like Kryptonian Ooh, stuff. That's a good thing to think yeah. about too. Yeah, because that ground is technically now Krypton type uh-huh. ground. It's like maybe that's why it's being pulled up. Yeah. Um, would also have a little bit more of an explanation to how you know the kryptonite would be at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, the world engine wasn't affected by the singularity. The world engine was still there. Mm-hmm. So, 
That's why you can't find kryptonite in Metropolis because it was pulled into the black there hole. You go. Oh, there you go. Sorry, like Rebecca. A... We're just <laughs> no. I, I've, connecting dots I've, as we I've, go I've, along. I've been I've been taking this in, and I think you ha- you guys have a solid theory. I'm I'm, I'm, go- I'm going with it. Theories on the Fly by Mark and Nate. It's the book we're writing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just want to give a quick shout out. RP Rip Rip to Jax Ur Carvex Namek and Toran. Uh, it was great. Uh, watching you guys. Great hanging with you. Great, yeah. See you later. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are gone now. Really starting to like that Jaxer. But you know, we do get to see Carvex later on in another film, but not oh, yeah. Carvex. So, um, and I think the third time I watched Wonder Woman, I think I actually spotted her. I think she actually does have a few highlights in that film. In her hair. What? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um. Once this kind of ends, once the Black Zero is done having its singularity episode, um, kal comes back down to uh, the ground with Lois Lane, and uh, we kind of get revisited by Steve, Perry, and Jenny. And although Jenny has like a, one line that's just kind of basically exposition, like, are they gone? And then Perry has to answer, like, I think so. Uh, her next line is really important, where she says, "He saved us." Again, by standards point of view. Hmm. True. <clears throat> but also that it's one. It kind of goes back to like uh, this man is not our enemy. Yeah. Where she's recognizing that this person is a person, not just an alien, uh, or some kind of godlike being. Uh, but you know, this guy saved us all kind of thing yeah so i think it's real that's a real important line from yeah from a, a bystander at such a cataclysmic event you know so and it's a it's a contrast between them and metropolis having seen that he was superman is the 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 one who saves the city and the world but then when you get to batman v superman and bruce kind of takes uh from his perspective that Superman is the cause of what has happened to them. So I think that's a really interesting point. And I also like the fact that those three, and even Lois, like it's all the news people. It's all the people from the Daily Planet who have witnessed all of this stuff. And so I like the idea of them having this first, uh, first-hand eyewitness account of these events that have gone down, and they can put that as truthful in uh, the Daily Planet for other people to know what has happened. So I really like that. And it wasn't until I, w- I went uh, minute by minute of this this particular minute that I noticed that there were other people, like random people, in the shot where you, you see Steve Lombard and Jenny and Perry White. They're there, but then there are also like two other people there witnessing that as well. Uh, I was surprised by that. I was like, well, I thought it was just the three of them, but it's not. There are some other people down there sort of at ground zero with them. Good eye. Maybe they were trapped in the rubble as well. Maybe they, they might have been, help. yeah. Hmm. Um, just trying to think, like, this probably is what sets the the idea of Superman being their savior. Um, and anyone who's not really near that kind of area or, like, uh, affected by the event uh, directly kind of leads into the um where you don't see him as a hero where you see him as uh, a villain like a cause like like uh like in donna justice where yeah. they start to question like is he really uh someone we should be praising and it's like well if you were there at the event you would know that he 
uh, he did save us, so. Yeah. Right. But then you get those people that's like, well, if he wasn't there in the first place, then none of this would ever happen, yada, yada, yada. It's true. Hmm. Can't wait to talk about that. But uh, <laughs> uh, did you guys have anything else about this minute before we start to wrap up? I did have one question, um, and it was pretty much like, how is everyone affected by this this singularity? Um, and I think I think we answered that. I think are we are we under the general consensus that it's targeting Kryptonians? Can we? Oh yeah. Are yeah. we are we doing? Uh, yeah, I think we're. Are all three of us in agreement? I uh, I I think so. <laughs> good because then it kind of kind of puts more definition of how um when they were on the ship before or the landings or whatever when they first were told this plan it was like oh we can create a singularity like a black hole oh yeah when it's in the middle of the city i think maybe like there was a other part of that conversation where it was like oh well it won't affect everybody else it'll only affect kryptonians that yeah. should have been said yeah yeah i don't think that's explicitly said but i think that's kind of the working assumption that they were going with yeah we should just assume that so I did have one question about this minute because I've I've sort of gone back and forth about it myself. When Superman sees someone falling in the sky, do you guys think that he knows it's Lois Lane? Or do you think he's just instinctively seeing someone falling and he goes to save them? What, what A little is bit your... of both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I'm always... I'm a true believer of, of once... Um, once Cal actually meets Lois and falls in love with her, he kind of has that... excuse me he has that home feeling where the earth has a certain hum to it but he can always pinpoint lois lane's heartbeat so he's always monitoring lois much like how we see in this movie we see about um he's always monitoring his mother and we'll get to a point where that uh, i think mark and i both touched on it where his priorities change from this movie to the next movie of uh his home is with his mom so he's always like listening for her but his what grounds him as being Superman is Lois. So he's constantly listening to her heartbeat. I think it kind of goes coincide with that where he he knew it was Lois. And I always like thinking those zoom in shots is like him using his different type of uh, vision spectrum to, to see that it's Lois and, you know, automatically springs at it. Of course, if it was anybody else, he would do the same. We did see that, you know, Mm -hmm. when he saved the one soldier, but I think it is right now. It's specifically, He's listening. He, he knows that it's Lois. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would agree with that. I would come down on uh, on it being a combination of, of both. I like that. Yeah, I definitely think he, as he was getting up from the rubble, it was kind of like a. Let me like, get my bearings. Well, well, I know Lois Lane is in danger. I need to get up now and get this rock off of me so I can find her. So I thought he was like actively looking for her. Okay. Again, goes back to with the heartbeat. Yeah. For heartbeat. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because, like, her screaming as she falls off the plane, to me, that was the cue where he was like, oh. Like, oh, that's Lois. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes out looking for her, pinpoints her, then saves her. Yeah. So, yeah. But, again, if it was anybody, he would have done the same thing. Yeah, if it was anyone else falling, he probably could have grabbed them. Totally. But, yeah. Um, Rebecca, what, uh, can you tell us about the first time you saw Man of Steel? The first time I saw Man of Steel was at, they had a, a Walmart screening on a Thursday before the movie came out on Friday. And so I went to the one at 7 o'clock. I think they had a 7 o'clock and a 10 o'clock that night. And I got to the theater really early because I didn't know wh- what the line would be like. So I was like the first person in line, like a huge nerd. 
Um, but I, it was so disappointing because in my area that night, there was this big storm. There was this like big thunderstorm. There might've been a, like a tornado. I don't remember, but it was, a, it was, it was a really, fitting. <laughs> well, true, true. But there was a really, really bad storm when I was in the theater and the movie cut out twice. Uh, just because of, mm. you know, weather. And I was so mad because I was like, I have waited such a long time to see this movie. And I got the special screening ticket and it cut out. And it cut out, there was, I remember specifically it cut out during the scene when Lois is at the bar and she's drinking the whiskey, I think. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I was sort of upset when I went back to watch it later because I was like, I, I you know, because I'm a huge Lois Lane fan. So not getting to see a Lois moment like that was upsetting. But um, I do remember liking the movie when I first walked out of it. But I, I do I do remember thinking after it was over that some people are not going to like this movie. Um, but yeah, I definitely. but I I enjoyed it. And I, I think one of the things that makes me really, really happy that this movie exists is that it updated Superman in a way that it the the Superman mythos absolutely needed to be updated. The fact that Lois Lane figured out his well he didn't even have a secret identity she just she knows him as clark before he's ever superman and she's not played for a fool and he treats her as an equal and he's not a jerk to her and that kind of thing i just i have always wanted to see that from the time i was in high school talking about that very thing in my one of my french classes i remember talking about well Lois Lane's such a dummy because she can't see through through the glasses um, so I've been wanting to see something like this for such a long time, and I'm really glad this movie exists, and even though I uh, didn't have a, a great first viewing experience because of that bad uh, weather situation, but um, I, I did get to see it again, so that it uh, that first situation, even though I missed some scenes, I did see it again, so uh, that would be my, my first viewing, is uh, I had to sit through a, a thunderstorm. Mm. It, it didn't even, like, start back up at where it mm. stopped it just like kept playing while i was down you've I, never been in a movie where the it's it's gone out because of weather we live in florida man never happened two movies star wars episode three jurassic park three yeah i can't remember i can't remember exactly i i think they tried to at least get it to where but i i, I don't if it cut out and then came back up it it wasn't something that i could connect the dots between the the time that it duck you know the time it went out and then came back up um but yeah i missed stuff i guess is a way to say it yeah hmm you've never been to a movie where it's come out never have (laughs) you need to live life man (laughs) what yeah in a movie theater that's the best way to live life dude it happened to me in jurassic park 3 right as the spinosaurus like tears the 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 plane off and it like comes up and it does that big old like really good looking roar that movie cut out cool does it did it did it start back up where it Oh, and then episode three, Star Wars, did the same exact thing. Didn't start back up. And it was like way early in the movie, too. Like, Tom Dooku's about to have fun. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you get movie vouchers. It's like, hey, come back oh, tomorrow. Oh, come back and see it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's garbage. Um, <laughs> it's garbage. So I, I like, you know, whether people kind of <laughs> question, you know, not my Superman or anything like that with Man of Steel... I, in my opinion, it, it does get Lois Lane. Uh, I think Lois Lane gets the much needed update that she needed. Um, she she very much is uh, a force to be reckoned with, yeah. which is you know very off putting at first, but that's a good thing. That's she's like, not just damsel in distress. She's not just damsel in distress, and she's not just love interest to Clark. Mm-hmm. She is 
like when you kind of argue that she is the main character of this story yeah. like yeah she you know she she hunts down clark she kind of views him as an alien at first then has a change of heart and realizes that this is a person that needs to be respected like such a big character in this movie and definitely a very powerful female you know lead and she you know she's not just she's not just a, the the girlfriend or the the day the daily planet chick you know so oh i know yeah it's cool um what are your uh Rebecca, what are your thoughts on, on the rest of the the whole dc extended universe so I- far I'm a huge fan of the DCEU. I, I've, I've really enjoyed... Suicide Squad was maybe like a 7 out of 10, but I think the, the other movies, they've really hit it out of the park. Batman v Superman, I will still contend, is a cinematic masterpiece, and no one can tell me otherwise. Uh, I, I, that's probably one of my favorite films of all time, period. Not just of... Yeah, the you're super, right. Not, yeah, not just of the superhero <laughs> genre or the DCEU. I think it's just one of the best movies ever made. Um, but yeah, I, you're but, right. Yes, yes. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just, I enjoy this take on the DC universe. This is kind of, I, I know it sounds so, I don't know if it sounds weird or whatever, but this is the the DC universe I've always wanted to see on 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 the big screen, and I think it's probably my my perfect version of the DC universe, and it's a it's a very pure, I think take on the characters they're very true to what i know of them through comics and other media and they really uh try to establish the the character relationships very well and i like that all the movies feel a little different from each other even from man of steel to batman v superman uh even though it's the same director they feel very different they look very different and uh, i just like that there's a lot of variety in in terms of tone and what they're going for in terms of the story they tell and the acting is always top notch like i just i love it i i enjoy these movies and i think they've done a really good job even even if critics on rotten tomatoes don't think so i would also question their uh reliability myself uh because i think some of the things they write are not very intellectually satisfying (laughs) uh but even if they haven't really hit with critics um, I think for me as a fan and as a moviegoer, as a, as, a fil- as a lover of film, I think these movies are just so good. And I'm really happy that they've been made. Yeah, I think um, when it comes to, you know, like critic reviews and stuff like that, um, even if it's a, a favor- favorable review, um, I'm still not inclined to, to kind of take it in almost because like obviously Donna Justice reviews are something that i don't agree with but even like wonder woman with like all the praised reviews that it was getting i was kind of like you know just because they kind of agree like with my feelings about it like i can't justify it now that you know just because it's in my favor it doesn't mean you should still credit it like you should still go to a movie theater and and kind of judge it for yourself almost and um, so I, I really just don't have any, um, desire to read those kind of reviews. Like, like I know what last time I checked Wonder Woman was sitting at like a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, but I still feel like just because it's in my favor doesn't mean I, I agree with it. Like, like I don't want to, I don't want to pick and choose when to like something. Yeah. Like, so Rotten Tomatoes, I'm just kind of like, I'm completely done with it or like, you know, I, I just don't, you know. 
I'm never giving anything like that a chance. Like, cause you should just do it on your own. Yeah. Just formulate your own opinions. Man. Yeah, exactly. And I, a lot of people do kind of like get their opinions from someone else who's, who actually sat through and watched the film. It's like, but you didn't. So why do you form an opinion about something you haven't seen yet? Yeah. So it's kind of true. Yeah. Um, why should movie critics even exist? Exactly. And my, my personal philosophy is if I want to go see a movie, I'm going to go see a movie. I'm not going to yep. let somebody else tell me not to go see it. So I would rec- I would recommend that. I think that's a good way to go see movies. If you see a trailer and you're interested in a movie, go see it. Who cares what other people say? Um, so yeah. that's 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 been working for me. Absolutely. Um, so is like Man of Steel, is that like the Superman thing you would absolutely recommend to someone? Or is there something, uh, an even greater Superman story that you think people should definitely check out? I would say so, honestly. I think this version of Superman is the the version of Superman that I've always wanted to see. I think Henry Cavill's Superman and his Clark, they really captured the essence of the Midwestern farm boy who is humble and really trying to find his place in the world. Because he is an alien. He's an alien dropped into this planet trying to figure things out. And I love what they did with Lois and uh, the struggles that they put all the characters through and the way they... Uh, embraced the fact that humanity can be uh, full of heroes just as much as Superman. So if somebody wanted a, a the essence of Superman, I would give them a copy of Man of Steel. Now, there's some other great versions of the Superman mythos out there. I would also recommend Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Um, that, I think, is a very... Uh, it's a very specific take it's about the lois and clark romance so if you were into that part of it i would recommend lois and clark um and so and if you were interested in the the ages when clark is growing up of course smallville is a good uh example of that so i think it's just kind of if whatever you're interested in about the character but if it's just a general superman thing i would definitely recommend man of steel cool perfect Uh (laughs) um after this we're definitely going to be starting up uh donna justice minute we're going to go through all 182 and a half minutes of donna justice make sure you keep that half minute in there yeah um (laughs) uh is there a certain scene or anything that like if you would like to join us again uh what would be like the the opportunity you would like most out of of that film to talk about (laughs) Uh, well, I really like the African sequence. Anything with Lois Lane really and truly, I think, would be uh, either the ending funeral uh, sequence is one of my favorites or the African sequence. If it, anything with Lois Lane, I, I will come back and, and talk about that. Oh, cool. Awesome. I think a lot of people might try to avoid the African one. But if you or what is it? Ni- Nairobi. 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 Mm-hmm. Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, I have, uh, I have, I have lots of thoughts on the African sequence. So if you need somebody for that, <laughs> I, I can definitely come back for that. Yeah, I think most people are going to try and avoid that one because a lot of people. I think that's where it starts to go down for some people when it comes to like negative opinions about the film. It usually starts there because hmm. when you think about the whole Metropolis Bruce Wayne thing, yeah, almost everyone's on board for that. After that, that's when negative like thoughts start to come in now i still like it because i think it's very important i get chills man and i i think there's something super important in the ultimate edition about that nairobi scene yeah absolutely that i think is great stuff but yeah um well yeah we'll we'll hit you up for sure um definitely looking forward to talking about that film um and yeah 
thank you so much for joining us yes. this week. It's it's been a blast, honestly. Um, well, thank you for having me on. It's it's exciting to get to talk and re and revisit these 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 movies like this. I think Man of Steel I've seen so many times, but breaking it down minute by minute is is a good way to really uh, sink your teeth into it. So I really appreciate you guys letting me have that chance. <laughs> We've learned a lot from I, this film. I'm sure. And uh, I think, so this is minute 120. We have 23 minutes left of Man of Steel. We're getting there, Nate. You excited? It's almost the end of it. Am I excited? I'm excited to talk about the next one. But, <clears throat> you know. Um, alrighty, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for the week. Definitely check out Supergirl Radio. Definitely check out Justice League Universe Podcast. And if you loved everything you heard this week, definitely leave us a cool review on iTunes. It helps us a lot on the show. And Nate and I also do Reservoir Dogs Minute as part of the Tarantino Minute Podcast. You can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week here on DC Cinematic Minute.